and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Jesus made an amazing statement on the night before his death. It's recorded in John chapter 13, the Gospel of John, verses 34 and 35. Here's what Jesus said, and he was saying this to his disciples. He said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That is an amazing statement. Uh, He was giving a command. He said a new commandment, a, a new kind of commandment. He was giving love one another as I have loved you. And so that love is being defined uh, by Christ's love for them and for us. What kind of love was that? That was a a sacrificial, self-giving kind of love. And Jesus said, when you love one another like that, the world is going to know that you're my disciples. The world's going to know that you are my followers. So... If we who are Christ followers are to live right in this wrong way world, and that's the title of our current podcast series, Living Right, Right Living in a Wrong Way World. If we are to live right in this wrong way world, we must, must get along in the body of Christ. There is no doubt about that. When you and I were saved, were born again, when we repented and were converted, became believers and followers of Christ, we were baptized into the body of Christ. We were identified into the body of Christ at the moment of conversion by the Holy Spirit. We are not alone. We are not a one-man, a one-woman show. We are a part of a larger community. We are part of the body of Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, uh, as a matter of fact, we are studying Romans chapter 12. We're looking at verse 3 today, but, but listen to what verses 4 and 5 say. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. There you go. Just what I was saying. We are all part of the body of Christ. And just like our bodies have many different members in this in our one body, so is the body of, of Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk more about uh, verses 4 and 5 on the next podcast. But uh, we, if we're going to get along in the body of Christ, verse 3 of Romans 12, and that's what we're focusing on in this podcast, verse 3 lays the foundation. The Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said this, For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of uh, more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Now that uh, verse, we're going to we're going to break it down. We're going to go through it here today. But that verse lays the foundation for us getting along in the body of Christ. And that, in order to live right in this wrong way world, and you know, uh, as far as the wrong way world is concerned, you just look out there and see how many people are getting along. 
it is a it's a mess. It's a mess in 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 the world, and it's a mess in our country. And there is no uh, better example of that, no stronger example than than current social media. The way people fuss and fight and call each other names and uh, and think the worst of each other on 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 uh, on social media, and and that's just one example. But in the in, in out in society and culture in general, uh, little love lost between people. Sometimes it's subtle, and sometimes it's you know kind of backdoorish. You know, smile to your face, stab you in the back kind of thing. But that's the way of the world. But if we are going to show that we're truly Christ followers, we have to get along. We have to love one another in the body of Christ. And so in this verse, Paul is laying the foundation for being able to do that because it's not an easy thing to do. And and essentially, verse number three that I just read can be summed up in one word, and that word is humility. Humility, and and we're going to talk about that. We're going to see what this verse has to say about humility. It says, first of all, Paul started by saying, "For through the grace given to me, he begins with grace. Humility is only possible through the grace of God." And we're going to try to define humility here in a moment. But let me just tell you, God's grace is nothing less than his divine favor, his unearned, undeserved divine favor that he pours out on us, first of all, in salvation, but secondly, in sanctification and spiritual growth and getting along in, in, in this world. You know, we are not only saved by grace, we are kept by grace. We grow by grace. We live by the favor of God. And so humility is possible. Possible only through the grace of God. And, and then here's what the scripture says. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. There we start there. Humility is not being basically high-minded. That's what that word there means, not to think more highly of themselves. Humility is not being high-minded or prideful or prideful. And there is a clear example of that in over in the little book of Third John. It is just one chapter. Third John, verse nine says, John the Apostle John is writing, he says, I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first among them, does not accept what we say. So there, that little verse is, is uh, packed with some information there. Th- this Diotrephes was a leader in the church that John was writing to. And, and Diotrephes is said, first of all, to love to be first among them. In other words, he needed to, he needed to be the man. He needed to be uh, uh, out there. He needed everybody else to love him and, and to, to look up to him and to adore him. He needed to be first. And then the second thing it says, he does does not accept what we say. Uh, who's the we? The we is the Apostle John who was writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit who wrote these books here. And he was going against what others, had, what, what uh, John was saying and essentially does not accept it. He was prideful. Uh, he, he wanted to do everything his own way and it was the wrong way. And so uh, humility is not being high-minded or prideful like Diotrephes there in in. Uh, in this book, but humility is 
is thinking with a sober or sound judgment. Listen, it says, but to think so as to have sound judgment, sound judgment. That's what it says. And so humility is thinking with sober or sound judgment. What does that mean? Well, it's thinking right. It's having the right perspective. Humility is having the right perspective and which uh, which uh, creates the right attitude, which creates right actions. Humility is understanding who you are. And first of all, uh, it starts with understanding that we are uh, nothing apart from Almighty God. We're created. He is the creator. And we are sinners. We're sinners by nature, and we have sinned. And now those of us who are Christ followers, we're forgiven sinners, but we've got to start there. And then we've got to understand. Humility is understanding that I am what I am by God's grace. I would be nothing apart from God's grace. And whatever I am, all the credit is due to God. Humility is an other's first mentality. Uh, The Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 said this to the Philippian church. He said, Do nothing, nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. That's what humility is. It's it's thinking of others first. It is it is putting others uh, ahead of yourself and doing it with a genuine uh, heart, with a with a clean motive. Uh, that's what humility is. Paul was a great great example of that in First uh, Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 to 16. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me. See, he's giving Jesus the credit because he considered me faithful putting me into service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor, yet I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant with the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. It is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost. I am foremost of all, of all sinners. Yet for this reason I found mercy so that in me, as the foremost, the foremost sinner, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. And then he finishes up in verse 17. Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. That is an example of true humility. Paul said, I was the chief of sinners. I was the foremost of sinners. And yet, by the grace of God, he got a hold of me. And and he chose to use me. And, uh, and as he uses me, he gets all the honor and the glory. That is humility. Humility is not being a doormat. Humility is not putting yourself down. Uh, it, it's, it's not, that's basically false pride there. Uh, humility is none of that. Uh, hum, humility is everything that I just said. Now, First uh, Peter chapter five, and and we're going to start wrapping it up with this one. First Peter chapter five, uh, verse five. Peter says, "You younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders, and all of you, listen, and all of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble." 
Keep that in mind. God commanded us to clothe ourselves with humility. God is opposed. He stiff arms the proud, but he gives grace, undeserved favor to the humble. And and so that was a direct command there. And then the last part of this verse says, uh, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith, humility is is becoming aware and accepting of of your spiritual gift and of other spiritual gifts. It's it's respecting other spiritual. The measure of faith there is the spiritual gifts, and we're going to go into that uh, on a future podcast here very shortly in this series. And we're going to talk a little bit about the spiritual gifts that are mentioned in Romans chapter twelve. But humility is being aware that it's a gift. It's not something that I can take credit for. Any of the spiritual gift mix that I have is from Almighty God. It it was gifted to me by God at salvation. And I need to be aware and accepting of my gifts and others' gifts and respect and appreciate those gifts. That's what humility is in this verse. And so if we're going to get along in the body of Christ and show people the reality of Christ, as Jesus said in that statement, uh, the night before his death, then we have to start by being humble and humility will take us a long way in getting along with each other and loving each other. And I hope that you'll take these things to heart. And I hope that uh, these kinds of of uh, biblical truths will change us and make us more like Jesus and cause us to be a good witness before a watching world. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.